Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Divot Tools in the studio. Podcast number five. We're excited. We are ready to go. Um, the weather was beautiful today, JB. I mean, we got to get out a little, get a few holes in. Uh, for me, got to play with the new toy. So got to hit the new driver. Very excited about that. Put a little here, put a little there. But uh, it was a nice day on all. You know, it was fun. But yeah, it was like you uh, joined the military, a little left, a little right, a little left, a little right. <laughs> but it was it was beautiful today in the Northeast. I think we, we might have even touched 60, or at least it felt like it yesterday. And then today, I think it was mid-50s, and I was able to go out there with you and play seven holes and test out my new toy. So very, very uh, exciting day. Uh, very fun just to be out and smacking them around and and having the fellowship and the camaraderie. So exciting start. Uh, the course is there. We can envision it. We can see it. Now we got to put the pieces of the puzzle together. And I believe you said this week, you can't rush a masterpiece. So we're going to see. I I didn't say that. However, I had a good, good text exchange with the superintendent out there, who I think does a phenomenal job. He used to be the assistant out at Greenwich uh, country club, I believe. And, uh, he said, uh, if you rush an artist, uh, the painting looks like shit. And, and he's right. And, and they got a couple more weeks to go. Uh, but they have done some significant work in this offseason. So it's really excited to see where they're headed. Exciting stuff. Um, but uh, we're going to get started this week with uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Fox Hop Yard. We're going to talk a little bit about the opening season. Talk about what we got going on. We got our our very first out of the gate member member on the 28th of April. Uh, excited about that. And then uh, the season rolls on from there, man. I mean, we got a great field at Fox Hop Yard of just tournaments, uh, which is kind of fun. And then also um, we got a bunch of other stuff coming up. So I'm really excited. Uh, looking forward to the to the members mixed open on the 28th. Will you be playing in that? Honestly, I, I haven't even really looked at my own schedule. So, I mean, I, this is an audio podcast, so nobody wants to see me looking at my schedule, right? But uh, uh, April 28th, I am doing a fitting day. So, no, I'm, I'm doing oh. a fit. We're, working for Callaway, so I will not be there. That's a Friday? We Opening day is a Friday? Opening member. Scramble. Was the 28th. It's not a Friday. They can't be a Friday. It's got to be a Saturday. No, dude. Uh, I'm, I'm... But, but we have the 27th and the 28th of May. They have the Memorial Weekend member member. So that'll be the time we got to be rocking and rolling, man. I mean, we, we might have to bring Divot Tools to the first hole and ball out. It's on my agenda. It's on my schedule. I will be there. Um, I know you're a maybe. So I'm in. I'm in. Let me ask this question: Is Fox is Fox Hopyard ready for the knuckleheads that we're bringing? I mean, are they prepared for what's going to happen? No. So, a friend of ours today, <laughs> very good friend of ours today, I run into him <clears throat> at the Muni this afternoon after we played. He's hanging out of his car and he's frustrated. I mean, first of all, if you don't know, you got to know the guy. He's never frustrated. He's always happy, smiling. But in 2021, he was was a winner at the club. And he didn't receive a reward or a plaque with his name on it. And he just recently found out that he snuck into one of the meetings at the Rose City. And they were handing out all of the plaques from 2022. And he was heartbroken because he didn't get one from 2021. And he said, now of all times, for them to start handing out plaques. So word in the streets is he's trying to reach out to the people who put the plaques together. He's going to pay for his own, <laughs> get his name on it, so he can hang it in his office. So did, did, he, is his name at least, yeah, is his name at least on the board or no? It is. And I think it's spelt right. Too. But uh, I mean, that's all that matters. Okay, I want something to hang at home. I want the club or whoever, when I win an event, 
yes, it's on the board, but can we just cop up the extra 25 bucks to put my name on a plaque and hang it? How cool is that? I mean, that's what it's all about, right? That's what we're chasing. You know, your name on a board, some people say put it in paint, right? Paint on the board. Uh, that means more to me than a plaque, but a plaque is something that you can laugh about and look at for a long time, right? Like kind of a little chuckle, like, yeah, I used to do that. So I, I get it. I get it. I'd, I'd pay 20 bucks to have my own plaque. I, I get, I get you could, the banners hanging from the rafter. Love it. But thank, I thank God the ban folks, thanks God the banner is not hanging from the doorway today in Jay Mills's studio. So I'm just uh, saying, wow. Where'd it go? <laughs> I took it down. Um, but I, I think I think I want it for my personal recognition. I want it in my office at work. I want to hang it in my office at home, whatever. So um, the little guy, shout out to Arnold. I, I hope he gets it. Uh, word in the streets is, you know, he had to bring in hired help to win. So, I mean, you know, I'm just saying, I'm, I hope he doesn't listen. But that's the word in the streets is he couldn't get it done on his own. So he had to bring in a guy who was just a little bit better than everyone else that day. And they did. They put in the work. So, you know. Uh, moving on though, um, we also have some more tournaments. I mean, we've got, we've got an eventful, eventful July, very quiet at the Fox Hop Yard in June. I'm not sure why there must be some things going on, but a very eventful June and August for us. So it's underway, man. It's here. It's right in front of us. So it's time to go get it. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the buzz is high. We were there today and, they have, I mean, they've cleared like 10 acres of underbrush at the course and you can just see it. I call it underpinning. I don't know. Everybody just calls it underbrush. Uh, they've cleared all that. They've cut down some trees. They've opened up some tee boxes. They've opened up some new lines. Uh, and then, you know, you're in the, in the pro shop today and, and, and there's, there's RB just big old smile on his face to have people out there. And he is fired up, Eddie white, ready to go. Just, you, you could just, you could feel it. Tomorrow is the soft opening of the restaurant tomorrow night. Uh, we, we took a sneak peek of that today to see what kind of work they did to that. Um, between the patio, which was, you know, it was, it, it's a timeless patio, all bluestone. It's beautiful, but hey man, it had been there since, you know, 01. So it needed some upgrades. It's been 20 years and they did it and it looks phenomenal. You're absolutely right. They've they've they put their money where their mouth is and they're doing the little things that is necessary to keep the course up and running um, just to see what was accomplished. This offseason was was really, really exciting for me, I think, um, knowing that they were able to stay dry and get out and do a lot. There's a lot of stuff done um, and it's exciting to see, you know, you're it's like, you know, you sit back on your deck and you look at your yard and you're like, okay, I need to get to this, this, and this, but you never have time. Well, this was a year that it seems like the maintenance team had time and they got it done. Um, and it's pretty exciting, you know, to see what it does. And it's only going to make the course better. You know, uh, there are a lot of spots out there today that I don't remember. And seeing them open, for some reason, I, I felt like as I was walking down one of the fairways that the course had just shrunk. I'm like, oh, my God, there's no room here. There's no room there. You know, and for the first time, I actually got to see lines that I never saw before at Fox Hop Yard. And maybe I'm crazy because I'm just an amateur golfer, but I think it's very important that you find a line. Um, and <clears throat> a couple of lines that we found today worked out. A couple of lines that we found, we were shocked. You know, we might have missed it by a few yards. Well, and that few yards ended up being 20 yards out of bounds, you know. So it's going to be interesting to see. It's, it's, it's exciting. It really is. I mean – you, anytime you get more airflow and more sunlight on a golf course, it, it helps the, the grass. And, and it ultimately, uh, you can't have a good golf course if you can't grow grass. Um, I have a house in town. I know what it's like to grow grass in this town. It is not easy. It is very much full of rock. Uh, and there is a ton of shade and there's water. And I mean, there's a lot in this town. That, that everywhere you drive around, you know, this part of Connecticut, it's, it's moss. So opening this stuff up is going to be huge for the golf course. And you could see it uh, last fall, just the conditions that he had gotten the golf course to specifically the greens, the greens were the best I've ever seen um, 
at Fox Hopyard. And, and I mean, RB was there for 15 or 18 years, whatever it was. He said they were the best he's ever seen. Um, and then, you know, knowing guys that would come down and play there that, that travel the state and play in a lot of different amateur events. And they said they're the best greens they played on all, all year across the state. Um, I, I think this year is going to be special. It's going to start off slow. I think I really do. I think they've done so much work to the exterior of the course, if you will, that uh, not that they could have been cutting grass and, you know, you're not doing that this time of year anyways, but I just think that they've taken on so much outside of the golf course that the playability is, I think it's going to start off a little slow because they've got to, they've got to button up some of these projects. And I think by May, the course is going to be primo, but I think, you know, March, which is right now. And then April, which is a slow start anyways, I think by middle of May, it's going to be, it's going to be primo. I agree. I agree. I think you got to just, you got to sit back and let it, let mother nature do her job um, and keep that course green. We know it goes brown in August and September, but we're going to see what see what happens. But uh, let's uh, let, let's let's scoot around here a little bit. And I, I didn't want to mention this, but your boy Ricky Fowler, your boy Ricky Fowler, taking down John Rom today after starting, he was two down going into eight, and then slowly yeah. started picking Rom apart, and then end up winning it on fifteen. You know, and it really I, I don't want to say winning it on fifteen, but going up two on fifteen. And uh, ends up ends up winning. And this is a guy who needs to play well in order to get to the master. This is a guy that I think everybody would love to see back um, with a chance to win. I fell off that Ricky bandwagon. You know, I thought a year ago that he was washed up. He couldn't putt. Remember, we had we we talked about it, it was like all right, but you just took down number two. That doesn't mean you're going to win this tournament. That doesn't mean you're going to get out of the bracket. But you beat the number two player in the world. I think, I think big Dick Rick is back and, and I hate to say that, but I, and, and back, what does back mean? Right. Like four under. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty good. Um, when I, yeah, it's great. Listen, uh, back, is he back to his form? Like people forget 2014, he finished top five in every major championship that year, finishing second at Augusta. Everybody thought this guy was going to win it all. And growing up, you know, he, he was playing, he's of the same age and same group of JT and Spieth. And, and, and he was the guy. And it wasn't just because he was marketable. It was because he was freaking great, but he got way too laid off. Uh, and, and I'm not saying Tillery messed him up, but what he was doing wasn't working. And he went back to Butch out of, about a year ago or whatever, or earlier this year, maybe no, it was middle of last year, I'd say. Yeah, and it's paid, it's paid off. And, you know, you can't teach his ability. Now he is further along in his life than some of the other guys. Right. So he's got a kid, he's settled down. I think, man, if he comes back and he, he's 57th in the world, he's got to get to the top 50 to make Augusta. You almost wonder if they don't just pick up the phone and say, Hey, Hey, it's an invite-only tournament, first of all. I mean, they invite whoever the hell they want, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> just give Ricky a call. If he finishes 52nd, give him a call. Let him in. Uh, Let him in. You're, you're, you're right. I mean, he, he's going to have to make serious moves the next, couple, the next couple of weeks and see what happens. But um, how I, – I don't understand the tie. I don't understand the tie. I, I – I just think in this game that, you know, you had Keegan Bradley and Danny McCarthy tied today. That's like, come on, man, really? I mean, that could really end up putting the guy who's got two losses in the tournament if you get what, a tie and then two losses. I mean, so interesting to see. Um, it was pretty close. There was a few that were absolutely blowouts today. Um, Corey Connors destroyed. I forgot who he played. It's in front of me. I have to find it again. I think Steph Strepka or someone, whoever you say his name, Connors killed him. He beat him like 6-5. So, I mean, it, it's, it, it looks really good. I didn't get a chance to watch a whole lot of it this evening, but um, I was more caught up in the John Rahm and Ricky Fowler to see what kind of happened. And to see Ricky back, I mean, Ricky, they both played very well. I mean, but John Rahm had three bogeys on the card. You know, so, and we know that's who he is. 
He's a guy that can probably go out, blast it, get a bogey, come back, make birdie the next hole. But match play doesn't work for somebody. I don't. I don't think it works for him. You know, you got to look at the guys who can slice and dice the course. You know, and, and that's normally who wins it. So, but uh, it'll be exciting to see what happens the rest of the way. Um, I don't really like the fact that they do it during March Madness. Uh, I think that's kind of corny. I, I I think the PGA Tour. I I just I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a good time to do it, and I and I think you know there was some there was some big wins uh, today. Some guys that continue to struggle. Uh, I told you, you picked Fitzpatrick last week or the week before, and dude gets he, trounced today. He, he's lost. Like he's I think a, he's mentally really, lost. No, so I listened to an interview he did with a buddy. So he went to college and played college golf with Dan Rappaport. From uh, he's he used to be with Golf Week or whatever. Now he's now with Fourplay. Now he's over at Stool Bar. Yeah, and he said he basically said, "So how is your neck doing?" And he started asking, and he wouldn't even comment on it. So, yeah, he's got a bad neck injury. Um, and then I think you know, I don't know if there was anything else that jumped off the page. Honestly, um, he lost. Yeah, it's something we wow. don't normally see. But again, though, he lost to Matsuzama. So, hey, so Zalatoris lost. Yeah, Zalatoris lost, um, but I, I, I can't imagine, you know. I mean, but again, a couple of them went. Colin, Colin, two to one. Jason Day won. Jason Day played very good again today. There's another guy, you Ooh. know. So those are your two big guys you've been, you've been high on all year. You know what? I think it is. Uh, everybody loves a comeback story, and I don't think either one of those guys are the best players in the world. I just I like guys who have been there. They both have been there. They've both been top seven, top five players in the world. I know Day got all the way to number one. Um, I think Ricky peaked at five or seven, something like that, maybe four. I could be totally wrong. I'll look it up here in a second. Um, but I like the comeback story. I really do. I'm just I'm just not – I mean, you can lose the first round and still win your bracket. I mean, you know, that's just – we've seen it happen in the past, so – but uh, it'll be interesting to see where we go from there. You know, uh, Shopley handled himself today. He, we won 4-3. So, well, it'll be interesting to see what happens um, and move on from there. I just don't like the timing of it. I like March Madness for basketball. I get the PGA Tour. It's kind of – they're in a little bit of a, a lull right now with not not knowing where to go with the weather and stuff like that. I get it. So, um, it's cool, I guess, but not something I get all the way interested in, especially with the brackets the way it's set up takes forever to get out of the bracket. So, um, yeah, I like, I like it once you get out of the bracket play, like I don't like the pool play, if you will, like the world cup, yep. once that's over, I'm good. Yep. If we get into the bracket stuff, I think it's kind of cool. So, uh, where do you want to go? What do you got next? What else? I, got? I mean, obviously for, for starters, for the listeners out there and quite honestly, guys, I, I, I don't normally shout out our listeners, We've had hundreds. I haven't told I haven't told Jay Mills this yet. We had hundreds of listeners of, of the last couple of podcasts. We figured out how to get this thing on on That's Apple, you. on on Spotify, on Amazon. We're like on every podcast platform you can be. Um, and I was looking at the analytics. I mean, we got people from Belgium, we got people from Tokyo, we got people from all over the country. Um, it's kind of oh, funny. I thought that was just yeah. a waffle. I love waffles. So I'm not a big um, waffle guy. I'm not gonna lie, dude. I just want my. I don't need fruit on my waffle. There my goes waffle, that listener. My waffle. Listen, nothing against you. I love you. Appreciate you, but listen, fruit does not go near my waffles. You know, I'm just not. I'm not putting I'm a whipped big cream waffle on my guy. waffle. I'm not putting whipped cream on my waffle. My waffle's going straight butter and syrup. And I'm talking syrup. We're gonna syrup. slather that boy up and just get it terrific. So wow, so, I didn't realize we had more than two followers. Yes. So that that that's neither here nor there. Um, and I did want to uh, answer that that Ricky got all the way to fourth at one point in the world. So so both those guys were top four players in the world at one point. So that is a heck of a comeback story. Um, I think really what we probably one of the things you have on your list, and we said we weren't going to be this podcast, but it seems to come up every week for various reasons. Um, and you've got live money, money, money. 
And I have some things that I wanted to share with, about Liv that I just think is absolutely crazy. So for starters, Greg Norman's on his way out the door. It's official. Everybody's talking about it. And well, you know, are... the, the, the guy is Phil Mickelson. That's, that's the guy that they needed to lock in place. And I, I think if they would have never gotten Phil, it would have never have taken off. So you get Phil. I think why get rid of Norman though? Like, I don't understand. He put the legwork in, he's done what needs to be done. I still can't stand the fact that that's, it's a uh, shock and start. Yeah. So, so that is a challenge. Although, so I watched this weekend. So there's a couple of big takeaways. I downloaded the app, which you can get on Apple TV and it is, uh, it's really, really nice. I, I, th- I watched it. I watched the last, I watched the playoffs or whatever. There was four guys in the playoffs. And the thing that they have going for them, if they can figure out how to get people to buy into it. So all the players are wearing their own team colors and jerseys or shirts, which is kind of kind of corny, but could be kind of cool. And then the fact that they hang around to watch these players finish because they all finish at the same time and then they're all there for the playoff. So they got, you know, literally they got Phil Mickelson walking down a fairway talking about his guy on his team, um, you know, playing the last hole. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, but here, here's, here's what I'll tell you. They are already pinching pennies. So they're no longer flying the, the players from event to event. That's already gone. Um, they're already figuring out ways to start to cut corners. They got rid of, um, so for all the production crew, which is obviously a union, uh, for those of you who've never worked in television, everything's union on TV. Right. Um, and they're, they've lost their benefits. They've lost their health insurance in the last week. There is a lot of things that I think they're realizing that we can't do this. And what's even scarier is how much you saw this week. They offered Will Zalatoris 130 million, which sounds absolutely absurd for the guy that's that can't putt. Look at that putting stroke. He's offered 130 million. Holy cow, you got a shot. I wonder what I would get. At least 12 bucks. And then $12 more than you had yesterday. Um, let's just talk about that. And this oh. is the number. I read today. And this is this is a guy I thought they needed because they've done really well with with attendance at their events overseas because overseas in some of these countries they don't see the PGA Tour because PGA Tour doesn't go anywhere anymore. Right. It's a US tour. Right. Yes. PGA Japan, PGA China, PGA here. Right. I you're right. You're right. So, if they focus on just international, they'll be okay. But they offered Matsuyama $300 million because of what he would bring to them in Japan. $300 million. So, I mean, we all heard Tiger, $700, $800 million, whatever. But they offered that dude $300 million and he turned it down. How do you say? I mean, that guy hasn't made $300 million. No, he's not going to. I think it's because of the longevity. I, I think they're truly concerned about where it's going to end up going. Um, and like, you know, the homers will say, well, I, I'm here because I, I want to make a PGA tour. I want to be in history. That's, that's why we still see Justin Thomas here. That's why we see Spieth and Rory. Um, <clears throat> I know the ratings were pretty bad on Sunday. We had more like, viewers last week. That's all. That's all I, I saw was the PGA Tours Valspar Championship on Sunday had 2.6 million viewers. That's 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 pretty good compared to the years past. And if you think about it, it, it was a it was a really exciting ending to the Coppertone um, Championship. And I watched uh, it. Yeah. It because it, it was just exciting, and to watch two really good superstars who could be down the road, fall apart in the end there. And some kids just come through and win. It, it, it was good. I mean, it was really good and nothing. And when you say fall apart, it, I don't think either one of those two really fell apart. It's just, they didn't get rewarded 
for the shots they hit. One hit the fairway, bounced out, and got in trouble, and he couldn't make par from there. The course looked so tough Thursday or Friday and Saturday when the wind picked up. So I, I don't know, man. I had mixed feelings about Liv. Um, I, I think they're they're riding on the coattail of Mickelson and and Norman. But what what has Norman done though that they're just going to say, okay, we're going to let you go and we're going to bring somebody else in, or is the writing on the wall? I, I mean that this is not going to work. There was there was a couple of guys who were were complaining about the prize money. Instead of it going to the player, it's going to go back to the team. So if it's a ten million first place prize, you know it's going to be two point five each. I don't know how it works out. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's it's four million for first and then divvied up the rest of the way down. But instead of going, you know, going directly to you, Justin, for you winning for you know Team Kepka, whatever team you're on there, Cupcake Boys. Um, you know, you're you're now going to divide it up amongst amongst the team. I think that's kind of cool, you know. But in some of our biggest sports, that there's a big team like, you know, uh, the F1 series and things like that. I'm pretty sure the driver's not splitting up that money. You know, he's winning, he's winning. It's going to the team. He's getting a big cut, and then it's going to be spread out amongst everybody else. The guy who's the pit crew, the Jack guy, those guys are probably not getting a cut of that. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I just, you know, at the end of the contract, and that's the way it works. I just don't know why it's all of a sudden Greg Norman is the, is the scapegoat. He's the fall guy. I think there's a lot of reasons. Um, I don't know about F1. I happen to know a right rear tire changer for NASCAR who used to work for me. Young kid. He actually listened to the pod. It was one of the listeners. I go, hey, man, I got a guy who listened. And uh, he, he mentioned uh, he, he goes, man, hearing about Norwich reminds me of playing in high school and the swamp that we used to play in. And I just started laughing. I'm like, you listen to it? He's like, yeah, this week's Divot Tools podcast. I had to listen to it. And so I go, are you are you my Atlanta listener? And he goes, that was me. And he goes, I downloaded it before I got on the last flight. So big shout out oh to, to, awesome. to Jeff. But um, I, I mean, I don't want to get into his personal, but I, I think every time that he was on a team that won and he's he's been on some big teams. So that's all I'll say. Uh, yeah. The right rear tire changer is getting, a, you know, $10,000 bonus or whatever. Um, right, I'm, I'm, or, right. I, I don't know. I don't know what they do um, with live. They are talking about funding more of the money towards the teams to force more of the team aspect. Um, I don't know, you know, Pat Perez, I don't think he had a, a top 15 finish last year uh, on live. And I think he earned like, $10 million or something like that. Something crazy. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think it's too many unknowns. And I think it's, it's starting, well, you, starting to end. It's interesting though, because like, you know, Freddie couples who comments on, you know, Mickelson, you gave Mickelson $200 million. You know, you gave this guy, what if they have, they're not relevant. Well, stop talking about it. Like if it, if if it doesn't bother you, you know, so be it. Let those guys go. You know, I mean, wouldn't it be great though if this really could ultimately work out and we have like these two powerhouse programs at the PGA Tour and the Live, and all of a sudden we have real real Ryder Cup experiences and we have these like just just this amazing two tours going at each other and we have real true you know, open championships. Not, I don't want to put anything against the open championships because I think those are amazing. The U.S. Open, the open championship, the Masters, um, you know, those are some of the best. You know, those, those are those are my favorites to watch. But wouldn't it be great, though, to see, like, a live rivalry versus, you know, the PGA of, United, of, of the U.S. here? Um, yeah. And then on the other hand, on the other hand, you've got, you've got, you've got Kevin Na saying, you know, his quote was, there is a shit ton of money out there and I already got a shit ton of money. So he's saying, if the players are saying it, or is it kind of that thing where you get nervous and you're just like, you know what, are we really in trouble and I'm just going to say what I'm supposed to say? And yeah, there's a lot of money here. Or is it really going away like everybody says? I have no idea. I think the players are still going to get paid. I, I just don't know what the long-term view is. Uh, you know, with 300,000 uh, viewers um, this week. Now, I mean, I, I, I'm not I'm not that bright, but uh, the number one followed uh, YouTube account in golf is Rick Shields. OK, guy from England. Everybody knows. Right. He's a PGA guy out there. And his his videos 
get more than 300,000 views. So, I mean, I, I mean, he releases a video and this is where marketing is shifting. Okay. This is where the club manufacturers aren't investing in tour players anymore or mini tour players. And they're giving clubs to idiots like you and I who have a podcast, but you know, right. guys that are really doing a good job because they get more bang for the buck. So Rick Shields puts out a video the week before Sawgrass. He, he went and played Sawgrass break 75 and shame on me because I haven't had a chance to watch it, and I really want to. Um, I might watch it tonight. But he had over a million views in like three days. And, and, and Liv can't do that. So they've got to figure it out. they got to package it differently. I don't well, know how. I don't, I, I, I don't want to harp on it, but it, it, it would be really cool for them to figure it out, and, and we can go at each other head-to-head and see, like, the, the tiger versus Mickelson thing, you know, but it's actually, it, it, it's the PGA tour of America versus the live. That would be so kind of cool to watch those guys. And you know what that's with you? It would probably be some pretty fucking good balls. It'd be okay. I, mean, I, I think, I think, and here, here, I have no problem with having a, a separate tour. Right. And I think, I think we're getting that anyways. I think it sounds really silly, but people consume golf differently today than ever. Right. The top golf effect right? Simulator golf, people play. Some people learn how to play golf. I was one who actually started playing golf just on a simulator. So um, like there's just, it's such a different sport. There's um, there's a world golf simulator tour, right? And and then there's Trackman's tour. And then there's, there, there's so many different things that golf is not just played on, an, on a, a 7,500 yard golf course by just the PGA tour now. And we have to accept that and we have to understand it's growing and it's growing quickly and you can't just revert back and roll back the ball and slow everything down and, and think it's only got to be that way. Um, you know, you got tiger with this TGL or tomorrow, whatever it is, right. Tomorrow golf TGL yeah. tour or whatever. So, I mean, that's going to be played on a simulator, right? So Under the light. I mean, it's and, and Ricky just signed on last week. I mean, it's the biggest names uh, in golf, I mean, and it's going to be a prime time Monday night or a Tuesday night thing. Like, sign me up. I want to watch hey, it. Listen, listen, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an indoor champ. I, I have a championship. I've won. So, I mean, you know, you guys are talking about it. it's the real deal. I've got I've got a flight club championship and I've got a championship in the simulator league. And zero plaques I mean, you know, to show you know, for. These, these, I, I hope people who are listening to this realize it. You know, I mean, not just some guy. I mean, I am the guy. I, I'm the guy. I'm the guy that gets up every day, goes to work, and comes out and just wins championships. You know, I don't do it every year, but when I do, when I'm on, I'm on, and I'm good. And I'll, I'll put you in a body bag. I'll beat you by 23 strokes. Put you down. Um, so moving on, a little pat on my back there. Hey, you like the T-shirt tonight? Yeah, I think he's still alive, right? I don't know. Tupac, baby. Really getting to my roots, man, you know? trying to get back to things you know from the early 90s and <laughs> getting back you know really really all of a sudden just went out on a spree and, and bought a lot of bought a lot of t-shirts you know a lot of my heroes as a kid is that is that lpga yeah it is there you go there you go girls you know? are good there women go. the ladies so um let's talk about the ball Again, your uh, well, I mean, we we've we've gotten a little more insight to it. You know, we got more guys that are starting to speak up and get a little frustrated. You know, so you got John Rahm making comments this week, um, concerned. You know that that they need they need to they need to why start messing with things when things are going great, and you go to the guys like Rory who are clapping his hands, going, "Let's do it, bring it back." Because he was at Augusta, had a practice round, and found something. So, I don't know. You tell me. You know, are we are we doing the right thing right now? Are we are we looking at golf and it's probably it's peak where we got everybody and their brother out playing, and or and when we need to start changing the rules, it's not going to affect you and I. Like I, we get that part. Like we're not. It's not going to affect our game. But is it going to affect the guys at the collegiate level and and beyond? And what is is Ron just crying because he's worried? He's one of the guys that can put a little extra sauce on it. 
Yeah. I, so I don't know. I think that, uh, so Rom plays what well, he plays for a golf ball. He plays the Chrome soft X and that's because he has the ability to take the spin off of the ball. So if he feels like he can play and take the spin off of the ball, I don't know why he would be that concerned. Uh, whereas, and I can just speak for the Callaway guys, whereas Shoffley plays the same ball I was playing today, which takes some of that spin off of it for you. So I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think we need to roll back the ball. Um, I understand the concern with courses being obsolete. Uh, the PGA Tour is not going to Cypress Point anyways. PGA Tour is not going to Fisher's Island or any of these great gems that they're talking about, especially in the Northeast. They're not playing these courses anyways because, right. A, their membership doesn't want them there. B, they, they only, you know, an Oakmont, membership only wants them there once every seven or eight years. That's it, man. Just show up once every six or eight years while host a U.S. Open and move on. Uh, so, I mean, they're not playing those courses anyways. Um, they're not showing up at Pine Valley. I mean, it's just not happening. The infrastructure isn't there. Half the courses they play on are, are, are just ridiculously disgusting golf courses that are owned by the, the TPC folks. Uh, I, it is what it is. I don't think they need to roll back the ball. The manufacturers are very unhappy, and I understand why. Most of the players are unhappy. Uh, obviously, Rory, he thinks he's better than everybody, and he is. Uh, and it's not that he thinks he's better than everybody. He just He's kind of like a historian. He's definitely an old soul, um, so he likes that idea. Um, Tiger has been open about rolling the ball back, obviously. Uh, but here's the thing, you know, um, you can't, once you roll it back, you can't let the cat, you, you can't put it back in the bag, right? Like once the farts out, the farts out and every other sport in the world has changed so much. Do, do you think we're going to see a, a, a running back rush for 400 times in a season? No, and it doesn't happen anymore. So does that mean we have to change football? No, it's, it's evolved. Um, do you see, uh, an NBA player, like, you know, in the eighties, nobody shot three pointers because the, the, the NBA adopted the three point line, whatever, 79, right? Like it wasn't a thing. Now it is a thing. And everybody shoots three pointers, including the power forwards and centers. Do they even call them power forwards anymore? They don't even call them power no. forwards anymore. So every other sport in this world has evolved and it has changed and it's gotten faster Baseball is going to a pitch clock this year. They're changing. There's no, there's no shift in baseball anymore because just they had to. So we have to let golf evolve and you can't have, and I'm going to say this and it's probably going to offend some people. I've been at, I've been at some of these private clubs. I've been a member of them of them. You can't have the blue blazer khaki wearing USGA rule everything the elitists cannot rule everything and they are trying like hell to control what the pga tour players are doing and quite honestly it's ridiculous let them go play you want to tell me that it costs you more money to to water a course you're going to grow more grass because you have to extend tea boxes and that's their big concern we don't have enough we don't have enough land we don't have enough land well figure that out figure something else out i i don't, I don't know just just you don't have to roll back the ball. Let these guys hit it. None of them, quite honestly, hit it as far as people think. I mean, it's far. It's far. It's a lot farther than me. It's a lot farther than you. But that's not changed anything. The average tour scoring on tour last year was like 71 and a half. It hasn't changed. The score hasn't changed. So you threw shots at me twice there. One, you're talking about the ball that you play. With the same ball that Scott and Schaffler plays. Does anybody play the Kirkland ball? Has Costco gotten anybody on tour with the Kirkland yet? Because I'm about to call them up. But listen, I think over the last two years, I spent about you know $1,000 on golf balls from y'all. And, each, you know, maybe put a little – give me give me a deal. Give me something, Costco. Come on, Kirkland. Um, and the other thing, too, was, too, when you – you know, you don't have to mention that, you know, you, you, I, I – they hit the ball a lot further than I do. Everybody hits the ball a lot further than I do. So, so they hit it a lot further than I do too. Yeah, exactly. So you, you can let that go. Um, but like everybody's talking about lengthening, lengthening, lengthening. Well, the masters links and lengthens the course every year, every year it gets longer and longer, you know? So 
Same with this they've year. Got, they've got they got four hundred or five hundred and fifty yard par fours. That's insane. You know, I, I, that's just crazy. I, I know Augusta is a little different because they stay traditional, but I mean, the PGA Tour does some crazy things out there. So it'll be interesting to see what happens if they do turn the ball down, and they're going to, because they're going to piss everyone off. And it'll be exciting. It'll be interesting to see. It's just exciting. But it'll be interesting to see what what these major ball companies do. Titleist, Callaway. Are they are are they already working on it? Because Father's Day is around the corner. Yeah, but I mean, it doesn't go into effect till twenty twenty six. But but they have to submit their comments right. by Father's it, Day. I, I think right. they've got to start. They got to start somewhere. Yeah, I think. Here, here's my last thought on it. So they're so focused on driver swing speed. They used 127 miles an hour as, as the, the Delta in this test. There's one guy on the PGA tour that swings 127 miles an hour. Okay. So that's the most ridiculous thing to use. Now, granted, we know, we know a guy locally, right? Dr. Jeff, he got his club head speed up to 144 this off season. He's a tournament golfer, right? He, he wins, uh, local AM events a lot or, or quite a bit. He's not going to swing 144 miles an hour on the first tee. Okay. I, I'm going to tell you, he's just not because he's not going to know where the golf ball's going. Or maybe he's going to kind of have an idea where the ball's going, but he's not. Um, I think that's a silly delta to use of 127. Um, I also think that, you know, if they're so concerned, they're worried that like guys are hitting eight iron into a whole location that they used to hit five irons into. But what they're not talking about is that eight iron is bent stronger. And it's oh, probably, gosh. it's probably a six iron from 20 right. years that, ago. That, that, yeah. That's the thing. That's and, the and, thing. The, and the guys in the eighties and the nineties and before, I mean, I love Arnold. Arnold looked great. Right. And I'm not talking Schwarzenegger. I'm talking Palmer. He looked great. Him and Jack walking down the fairway, Arnold super tan, waving to everybody. With a butt oh, hanging out of his mouth. Just, just ripping them, dude. Just ripping the sig. These guys today, they're on the Peloton. They're on a treadmill. They're, they are doing things that people never Every, even considered. Guys got meals. Guys got cooks. They got everything you could possibly want. You know, that's it, it's it's different. It's different. You know, Arnie, Arnie finished up, jumped in his plane, and flew across, you know, the United States. These guys aren't doing that. These guys are going, getting into a jet that someone else is flying. It's just a different game. These guys spitting, chewing tobacco, drinking beer, having all kinds of great stuff at the turn. Heaven forbid there was a rain delay. I mean, you know, they yeah. they were he was like, well, these guys are not. Some of these guys, they go back and you'll see them like on the side of an NBA game on a bike. I'm yeah. like, who's a golfer? So, yeah. Yeah, I mean. It, totally different game. Totally. And, and, and it's like that in all professional sports now. So. You know, I don't want to go into a basketball conversation, but LeBron spends over a million dollars a year on upkeep on his body. You know, like it's just it's different. So um, to think that every other sport that athletes have evolved, they've got bigger, faster, stronger, um, but they can't on in the golf. And we've just because we have the ability to roll back technology doesn't mean we should. And scores, like I said, the average PGA Tour score last year was like 71 and a half. And they play on unbelievable conditions compared to what they used to. 30 years ago, you would not find greens running at a 12 or a 14 or whatever with no, I mean, no imperfections. These, these courses are so perfect and nobody's complaining about that. They're like, oh, well, the ball goes too far. Yeah. Shut it down. You know, um, talking about that simulator league, it actually sounds really cool. I mean, you've got you're gonna have six six teams of it looks like six three man teams um, competing against one another. Obviously made for TV arena, but the names are killer. You know, you got JT, Billy Horschel, Max Holma, uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, Justin Rose, Colin, Tiger, Ricky, Rory, and probably some. Other. That sounds great. They that sounds, that sounds absolutely wonderful. You got a simulator. We'll get a room going. Um, you know, that, that sounds more exciting right now than watching some of these awful tournaments we're going to have scheduled coming up. Because it's going to get, you know, it, it gets a little a little low on the PGA Tour, a little boring with the John Deere Classics and things like that when you got Steve Stricker trying to win it for the 13th time. So, you know, gets a little uh, 
a little boring. So this would be kind of cool, but this doesn't kick off till 2024. Yeah, next so, year. It's not that far uh, away. Well, I, I know, I know, but I thought it was going to be upcoming. You know, this is going to be pretty cool. So I can't imagine. I mean, the, the, the machines that they're going to must be, oh, God, it'll be cool to watch. I think people have to remember, too, and the reason I'm probably most jacked up about this is because yeah, I've reason. watched – no, because I've watched Tiger, and Tiger can do everything he wants to do with a golf ball. He cannot walk. And this God. is a chance for him to show these young kids – how to play golf. Just just listening to some of the comments um, during him and Rory's show when he played Justin in uh, what is his name? Jordan's beat there. And there Jordan was like, the things he does with a golf ball, I I can't imagine. And JT sees it a lot more because I guess they play a lot more together, which you know, but it, it just the things he does, his his the 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 lines that he sees, amazing, you know. Um, kind of like Bubba Watson watching Bubba, you know, when he went to the Masters that year and just put the line on the ball. You're like, where is that going? You know, they're just magicians. They're amazing. Amazing. So, yeah, that's uh, that's it, man. I mean, we got we got a lot coming up. Masters is on the way. Rolling around. Ooh. We got uh, probably the most exciting part of the year. Really kicks off everybody's season for golf. You know, it, it is the Masters in April. Hopefully we have a great couple weeks leading into that and then we can rock and roll out of here but augusta will be it will tiger make the cut will tiger be there will tiger 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 it's it's he's still the guy how about no. that master's dinner this year scotty scheffler six guys from live showing up yeah and you know what they said uh i think it was sergio who said those are my friends and they're gonna treat us like friends you know, I, I don't know. Would you walk in? I just, I just don't know what, what is the conversation? You're not just walking in on guys you play with. You're walking in on the, the greatest, the masters champions. You're walking in on the old guys, the guys who set everything before you, the guys who paved the tape, who, you know, who were there. I mean, the, the game 40, 50 years ago when they made nothing, zero, and now you're going to come in here with your bankroll of 80 to $90 million. And you want to, I don't even know if you show up. I hope Freddie looks at Phil and says, Hey, nice new watch. Just something like that. A little dig. Cause he's got all that money. I don't know. Do you think, but, but, do you... but at the same time, they're, they're friends, you know, and I think you can make those digs, but, but, but the older guys, like, can you sit across from Jack Nichols? I mean, what, what, what can you say? What is Jack going to say when they're all in there? I mean, Jack's, Jack's this, worth over a billion dollars. Don't let him fool yeah, you. Yeah, but this is the time, though. I mean, to get them together and just say, hey, it, it, I, I think that what you guys have done is wrong and, and, is, and is against everything that we believe in here. I don't know. Maybe the conversation doesn't happen. Maybe there is no conversation. Maybe it's just, hey. Like, you know, you get that awkward silence when the two buddies you played in a foursome with for a long, long time no longer like each other and don't want to play with each other anymore. So the foursome goes separate ways. And, you know, you're out there and you're just out there grinding on a, on a Wednesday afternoon and you're looking forward to your Sunday group, but it's not the same. Because you got two guys that just, you know, and now you don't got two guys. You got six guys in the room with how many others will be invited. I don't know. It's going to be kind of you know, crazy. I, I think it's going to be crazy. I wish they could televise it because I, I honestly think Fred Ridley or whoever, I think it's Fred Ridley now, right? He's in charge. I think he gets yeah. up. I think he says, hey, guys, uh, this is Scotty Scheffler's night. We're here to celebrate him and his Applebee's menu that he's chosen, looks like. Uh, and, and we're not going to have – we're not going to tolerate any crappy. I don't think anybody goes nuts at, at, at Augusta, right? Like, so – you're not, you're not, you're not not getting invited back because you're an idiot. Let me ask you something. Do you think Angel Cabrera is still invited back? <laughs> I, I mean, he's know. in jail. He's in jail right now. He but when get, he gets does, out, but does the but does the invitation go to the prison? Like, there's a guard there who's like, "Holy shit, dude! Angel got invited. We should just steal this." You know, and I mean, he. I don't even know what he's in prison for. I think it's bad, though. Tax evasion, wasn't it? Didn't no, I thought it was worse than that. No, it's bad. I don't know. I, I you know, um, 
none of my business. You know, everybody knows somebody who's falling off a truck someplace. Uh, I'll tell you what no he's in guest. prison for right now. No guest this week. Convicted of assault for the second time. Oh, God. No, no guest this week. No, you know, you can't have a guest every week. I think um, uh, the next week, it, it's, it's, it's nice to have them on, but they, they kind of they want to steal the spotlight. And they didn't put the work in. <laughs> It was nice nice having having WGB get on here. You know, he came on, did his thing, you know, loved it, loved it. One, you know, got a fresh haircut before he came on. A little disappointed, though, that he didn't have, uh, he wasn't just chugging down an old little, whatever he did, the little Red Riding Hood thing he smokes. What do you call those? Backwoods? Uh, I don't know what they're called. He he pounds those on the golf course, man. I mean, pounds them. You know, I, can see he, him. He, I can see him. What are they called? He's a guy that Swisher sweets. Swishers. And he's a guy that doesn't like slow play. So as we start, you know, I wanted to bring it up last week, but I, I didn't I didn't want to get him going because he gets fired up. You know, he's a ginger like me. He gets fired up. You know, but when he, when he starts seeing guys and it gets to like, you know, the fourth hole and we catch up and he sees him in the fairway and he tees off and he sees him again. Dude, he's pounding him. He's just pop, pop, pop. It's bad. He gets fired up, you know. So, you know, shout outs to him. I don't know what he does. I, I wonder, I wonder if, if he if he like goes behind in the stands and puffs one on the on the side during soccer practice. I mean, he soccer's slow. Is he soccer, like Jim? Is he like Jim Leland smoking in the in the dugout? Pounding him. No, you know what he's got? He's got one of those. Oh, Back in the water bottle, so you know. But he was a good guest. Glad to have him on. You know, good to see the little guy. He's going to be a uh, big news. Big news. He's going to be my uh, first member guest out of the Fox. So uh, him and I both will probably shoot somewhere in the nineties. That's what we do. We never play well together. So it's but uh, it's just having him out there. He's just a good guy. So I'm glad he was on. I'm glad. Hopefully, we'll get him back sometime in the next two to seven years. But uh, you know, we'll, we'll do it when he's when we're available. I think we we've got a lot of big stuff coming up, right? So, um, for those of you listening to the podcast, we've got uh, we've got some video content that will start to get released as we get outdoors and we spend some time outside and we can play some golf. So this is going to evolve. Obviously, we're on Instagram. You can follow us there, Divot Tools. You can follow us at either one of the Divot Tools pages. But uh, so that that will grow. Um, but there will be some live content on the golf course. We've also got the YouTube channel where we'll be able to put some live feeds. So that that's going to get exciting. Um, but in the, in the really, really soon future, like two weeks away, we've got this thing called Augusta. So next week's show, we believe will be a live in-person show. Correct. Go, let's go. Yes. So, so, and it, it, it may get out of control. I'm not going to lie. It, it, it may be, it, it could be a live show also being videotaped while being on what's it called? Twitter, not Twitter. The other one there, whatever they call it, social media feeds people. And I'm not going to say that I might not get up and just jack one out there, dude. I might just get up and just pound one right in. What uh, are I'm you talking, talking about, about? Ball, talking about a golf ball into the, you know what I mean? And just, we, we, we might we might throw on a, a little part three challenge. You, you don't know. You don't know when it's going to be like that. And that's the exciting part. You know, I think I think one one of our ideas is going to be to just sit at Fox Hop Yard and do a 45 minute show sitting outside in the patio. Just just just, you know, having a Fox tea, just chilling, you know, Fox tea, Fox tea, Fox tea. I like that, don't you? That's a good so here, here's the here's I like to throw crazy stats out there. OK. And this is something I told you about today, but I did not actually ask you the question. I just told you there was going to be something crazy that might blow your mind. So since 2016, who's won the most times on the PGA Tour? I, you see, that, I know that stat because I'm a fan of his. My boy, JT. See, nobody knows that, though. How crazy is I that? I, I do because... I, I thought I fell on top of I started liking JT when Tiger started to slide back a little. We didn't know what was happening. I like the fact that he's out there just pounding him away, dude. You know, a tobacco guy, you know, calling people every name in the book, hitting a shitty shot and saying words you're not supposed to. Because that's we're human. Golf takes when, when you're out there playing, dude, and you hit a bad shot, 
the first thing that comes to your mind is Jesus Christ or what the hell, you know, you hit the shot, you beat, you know, and it happens, right? You say things you don't want to say, or you do things. I don't have a camera in front of me all the time. Cause if I did that, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be able to do a podcast. I say so much crazy shit, you know? So, but I, I love the guy, you know, I, I liked him for a while. I, I picked up on him probably about 10 years ago when he first started. So um, I, if you would have, if you would have said, if you would have said 15, I think, I think from 2016 and 17 were his best seasons, 17, 18. And then he kind of, but he wins, he wins and he wins when it counts. I just need to see him get a couple more majors. You know? Yes. So he's, he's last year. His only win was a major. Yeah. But it's a major. God, he's won it twice. So, and his dad's a PGA professional. So I think it's probably the one that means the most to him. Do you know, and I'm sure you know this, but do you know that his father is his only swing coach his entire life? Yeah. They don't even bring a consultant in. That's how much trust he has in his dad. I mean, it's like, and not just his swing coach, but it's his mental grind. It's he's on the putting range. I mean, they do everything together. That is one hell of a connection to have when, uh, and and I think they touched a little bit upon on it with the uh, Netflix series that they had, but like I can't imagine, dude. I mean, it, you going out to dinner with your dad after you just lost a tournament and being able to talk about what's going on when you probably want to say, "Hey, asshole, you know what's going on? My swing looks like shit. How come we can't fix it?" So they must have a really good relationship, a really good bond there. You know, so, I love it. I think it's I great. I really do. Um, do you know who his caddy is? Is it Joe Griner? Gorilla? No. It's Tiger's old caddy. Um, oh, no, it's uh, not Tiger. It's Bones. I forgot. It's Bones. Is it Bones Makai? Yeah, it's, Wait, it's Hold Phyllis on, hold on. I think, I, I think I'm thinking – yeah, I think I'm thinking of something different here. I thought it was Joe LaCava. No, that's but, no, Tiger's no, caddy. No, 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 yeah, he was covering while Tiger was out. But anyways, I, I don't think he's got as many wins since he's had him on the back, Bones. No, no Bones. so Bones went on the cat went on the bag last year and then yeah. he won the PGA. Yeah. Well the and PGA he hasn't was, won since. He came back off the PGA. Like, no, I mean he should have lost the PGA. But again, you know, he, he he played well and he got to the playoffs. That's all that counts. But yeah, he's he's one of my favorites. I just I, I just like the guy, you know. I don't know, man. I think that's kind of crazy. I mean, when I heard that today, it was just like, wait a minute, you, you've had Rom Rom's ascent. You've had Scheffler win six times in the last year. Um, I mean, but I guess 2017 or 2016, what year did I say? 17, 16, whatever 16, year I said. 16, 17, he was a monster. 16, 17, 18. Yeah, I think he won five times in 16 or something uh, like that. Here's the deal, though. Scotty Scheffler is throwing up Tiger Wood-like numbers right now. Dude. I mean, if he wins a major – and then can pull something off in, in August and September. We got to start talking, dude. You're getting to the 9 and 10, and you've only been on tour for how many years? Come on. Hey, yeah, but he won a major last year. So you're oh, saying if he wins another major. He's got to win another major this year. He's got to win. And his game right now is ideal for Augusta. Dude does not miss fairways. I think he wins the U.S. Open this year. The U.S. Open's in New York? LA. 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 Oh, it's over. Whatchamacallit? It's LA Country Club, yeah, which LA got re- redesigned. So yeah. I, I, I think he wins the I think he wins the Masters. I mean, his game is just cut out. I mean, dude, he doesn't miss fairways. Yeah. I mean, how often does somebody go back to back at Augusta? That's the problem. Tiger. Hmm. Yeah, that, that's that's the only problem I have with him winning there. I think he just doesn't. Get it done. If, if Tiger, Tiger's next major championship will have to be at Augusta, I think. Tigers. I don't, now I don't, talking I don't, Tiger? I don't think, yeah, I don't think Tiger can win a U.S. Open. So you think Tiger wins another major? Yes. I know. I, I think if Tiger does, it'll be at Augusta. So if he wins another major, it, the only way nope. he wins another major, it's at Augusta. Yeah, I don't – I just think the, the way that they set up the U.S. Open is just not – um, I did watch a little clip, and I know this is running a little late here. I watched the other the clip the other night again for about the 17th time when he came back to play Rocco in the playoffs, and that was one of the awesomest back nines I've ever seen in my life. The way everybody was climbing up, and he's just he's just par par 
eagle, par, par, birdie, eagle. And I'm like, dude, it was just, it was unbelievable. And to hear them and to hear the announcers say last week when, when Spieth missed the putt, but prior to that goes, this is a putt Tiger would make. They're dead right. That's a putt Tiger would make. Tiger would not miss when he was in his prime. He, he just wasn't missing. He made things. He It was like a magician being out there. There's no way that ball could go on that line. What line is he seeing? Back of the cup. You know, so it, it's he he just moves the needle still. To, it's great to hear when the commentators talk about it. It's like, because I remember those days, watching Tiger make putts when you didn't think he was going to make them. Because it couldn't happen. You're like, that can't happen. Yeah. I'll tell you, the kid who won this week, uh, won on the PGA Tour last week, he was 67 Morris. of 67 or something like that. Yeah, he was really good coming down the stretch. 67 of 67 from seven feet and in. I mean, and that, that is that, just wild. That is, that's crazy. And that's where um, Pete struggled. He struggled on those inside putts. So I understand. I don't understand why, you know. I, I get it. He calls his caddy in a lot for those, but doesn't call him in for like the 12, 15 footers. I, I don't know. What are you seeing inside seven to eight, seven to 10 feet that you're not seeing outside? I don't know. I don't know. You know, you, you know I was thinking, uh, I asked you the trivia question. You knew the trivia question, but I actually wrote the trivia question in the notes. So you probably just Googled it. <laughs> did you really write it? Did you really write it in the notes? Well, of course I did. Cause <laughs> so you had time to Google it because it's been in there for 12 hours. I didn't even look at the notes. Oh, we okay. Where is it at in uh, the notes? It's right above your last comment, and I don't even know what you're writing about, Ian Poulter. So tell me about Ian Poulter. Oh, so Ian Ian Poulter, uh, most likely a writer, will not be a Ryder Cup captain. He is out. So they're not going to allow the live guys to to be. He he is he's blown away. He had to have known going into making these decisions that wasn't going to happen. So. Do you know that those two cats flew 16 hours on a private jet to go to the next tournament for the live tour? How about that? Where? They left. Wherever they left. Where were they just at? Uh, Tucson? Wherever the next yeah. one is. So they went to Florida. <laughs> 16 hours to Florida. So I'm over in the Middle East. I think they went to Australia. 16 hours. That's the other thing, too, that blows my mind. You know, you, you talk about the whole live thing, but like you're not here in the United States. That's a lot on the body. Eating different foods, eating different. I mean, I don't know. It's great. Different. I don't know. So I always, uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. I, I do. I'm beat. I, I am just absolutely exhausted. I mean, I, if I, I hit the ball the way you did off the tee today, I'd probably be beat too. I, I was pretty excited with a couple of my balls today. I mean, I know I got to dial the ping driver in. Shout out Stuckle Dennis for hooking me up with that bad boy. Um, my little cousin today out banging balls, dude. Looking good. Looking good. Oh, yeah? into the sophomore year trying to make the team. So it'll be interesting. But uh, good shout out, Nathan. Good luck, buddy. Uh, he, I know he doesn't watch the podcast, but anyways, uh, he's too cool. But yeah, I, I was I was pretty pleased. I mean, I, I'm – Second team JV All American. I think, yeah, I think as we put you on a on a launch monitor, we can tweak the settings on the head. You're going to be right. fine with that driver. I think I hit the drive. I think I hit it further than I do the tail. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're only 40 yards behind me on the last hole we played. So there we go. Yeah, third time. Three Getting closer, zero. ladies and gentlemen. We're going to wrap this thing up because it's just take shots at the big dog. We are going to be live next week. Is next week's the Masters? No, we got a week. No, then. we're doing a week before the Masters so oh, that picks. our picks are in. Yeah. Did, did the food come in yet? No. So the food is supposed is scheduled to arrive the Friday of the Masters for the oh, weekend. Cool. Very cool. So, and ladies and gentlemen, if you live in the area and you're interested, give us a shout out. We would love to meet Greek Clay. We are, we are willing to play anybody in the area. You know, we would love to just go out and have a little game together, go out, have a little camaraderie, a little foursome, take your money, go back home, um, and just and just ball, have a little ballyhoo. So if you live in the area and you want to you wanna play, and it's all for fun, that's what we do. We like to have fun, uh, especially, you know, if you're one of the Nevins brothers and you want to you kind of uh, tee it up and see what you got, see if you can beat us. We're undefeated, kid. We are undefeated. And we're heading into 2023 with a lot of confidence. 
I think as long as we get our shots, we're okay. I always take shots. Always. I'm a 12. I'm a 12 and a half. So there we go. All right, boys, uh, check us out again. Justin, throw it out there. I think we're here on, as you said, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Radio TV, television. Um, I Every don't single place you get out. your podcast. Yes, yes, we are. And we're excited. I can't believe we have over three fans. This is huge. So uh, thank you, everybody. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll uh, holler back at you next week. Flux on with the 22s, the big dogs, the diesels, the cannons. It's your boy, Jay Mills. Have a good night, everybody.